1: Broncos Broncos country. Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. Touchdown Denver.
0: All right, guys, we're back from that quick break. Uh, And Nick, I know you wanted to talk about something very specific, and obviously you can speak to this better than than I ever could. But, you know, we talked a little bit about the Broncos receivers and, and obviously the injuries they've had and and just kind of, um, you know, the dynamic that they have though at that receiver's position. Can you talk a little bit about just the importance of dual training, especially for guys like that and why that is maybe so important for, for those guys at that position?
1: Well, it becomes dual training is uh, so valuable in NFL on both sides of the ball, but it becomes so important for the Broncos uh, this week because with, you know, Tim Patrick being down, Jerry Judy, suffering, you know, rib injuries, K.J. Hamler dealing with his uh, uh, injuries with his lower extremities, you know, you have guys like Jalen Virgil, uh, Tyree Cleveland, and Montreal Washington, and, and some of these guys are just used to playing certain positions on the offense, case in point. Let's just say if you're Montreal, I mean, you, you brought in, you a receiver, you returner, but most likely we will see him because he is short in stature and he's got a quick burst. Normally you put that guy in a slot. And some guys have learned the slot position and that's all they learn. But now it's about dual training. And that means learning more than one position. So that means that you're putting a lot on the plates of these guys. And some of these guys that who have never been, you know, starters for an extended period of time. Now in a short week, you are forcing them to somewhat consume so much information and learn different positions because Corley Sutton is wide receiver one. And if he needed a break because he was tired, Tyree Cleveland needs to slide over in that slot. Maybe you need to put Jalen Virgil if he's up in in that slot. So you you need to make sure that you know multiple positions because that's the key, George, to surviving in the NFL. The more you can do and the more that you know. So it's going to be interesting to see how well that these guys have grasped uh, a hold of the offense and knowing as though they may be playing a different role than they played previously or what they learned during
0: training camp. Is, is Debo the perfect example of that? Like, I, I know that, like, we're talking about the Broncos, but, like, it feels like Debo, if you were to have, like, the perfect example, it would be Debo, Debo Samuel. Am yeah, I wrong in saying that?
1: Yeah, he would be the definitely, definitely that guy. But just, you know, think about before even Debo, Percy Harvin, who used to play yeah. in the South Seahawks, he was kind of that versatile, do everything uh, type of guy. But that that is longevity in the league. And depending on who you ask and how you utilize, Uh, It could be a gift and it could be a curse at the same time. you utilize a lot because of your versatility, but also you're exposed to more injuries due to the level of contact because of the reps that you've been given. But it, it is still something that threats opposing defense. They don't know exactly at times how to stop certain people. But I still go back to this. I mean, if you have a guy like Debo and his talent, he can only hurt you when, for me, when he's out wide. When he's in the backfield now, I feel as though you stand a chance because it's eleven guys on defense trying to tackle this one guy, and if he's in the backfield, why do you think he's back there? They they rarely use him as a decoy. Nine times out of ten, he's gonna get he's gonna get the ball. But having guys and training guys from a dual uh, training uh, type of way is, is something that you know. The, this is kind of like the new NFL, especially with so uh, these salaries being so inflated with the quarterbacks. You, you, you won't be able to get a lot of premier talent to service your defense or your offense. So you're going to have to have guys who can play multiple positions.
0: Yeah. And I think you see that on the defensive side of the ball too, with the Broncos, right? You've got guys like Caden Stearns, who's, you know, kind of played in, in different spots and um, you know, you've got corners that can play inside corner, outside corner. uh Isang Bassey might be a really good example, right? He plays anywhere in the secondary. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think you're exactly right. I think it's super important. And, and, especially for those receivers. Those Broncos receivers, you know, this week are going to have to step up, right? If Jerry Judy's not playing, guys are going to have to play in different spots and make some plays. I think KJ Hamler is somebody that we're really interested to see where's he at this week. Is he going to play after taking last week off? And it, it looks like he is. I mean, he's practicing. I know he's limited in practice, but Want more helpful tips like this? Go to keepitfunohio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Let's get into some of the keys, the the very important keys to this game this week. Um, you know, for me, I think the number one key, and we, we talked about it in the first segment, is stopping the run, right? Like this, that's what the 49ers want to do. And I'm not saying you know, keep them to under 50 yards rushing. Cause that's not going to happen, right? Like they're probably going to rush for a hundred yards, but don't let them gas you, uh, for big plays in the run game, really try to slow that down. That's why you went and you got DJ Jones from the 49ers, right? Like that's the type of guy that can maybe stop, uh, or, or help slow down this rushing attack. Josie Jewell, it looks like he's starting to practice. Maybe he can come back and he could be a big boost in the running game. But that to me, is my number one key this week for the Broncos is if, you know, make Jimmy Garoppolo beat you, uh, right? Like make him make some big plays in this game to beat you. Uh, because I, I think that the Broncos offense does figure it out this week. They do start scoring some points, but the way that you lose this 49ers team is, is, is death by paper cuts when it comes to the run game. Right. <laughs> uh, and so I, I think that that's where the Broncos need to, to have their focus this week is stopping that run game.
1: For a second there, man, you reminded me of uh, good old Vic Fangio with that, uh, <laughs> with that uh, cuts by, uh, what did you say? What, is, what did you call it? The death by paper cuts, right? Death by paper cuts. But you know what? Here's the thing. You're absolutely right. Being able to shut down that run and force the 49ers to play with one hand tied behind their back, that's exactly what you want to do because here's what we know uh, Jimmy is uh, a decent quarterback. And he can move the ball down the field because he instills a lot of confidence in that offense. But also, he's uh, consistent at maybe making some error throws, throwing some uh, interceptions. So this is what you want to force him to do. And let's go back to the, the Russian right now. Uh, the 49ers are second in the league, giving up 67 yards per game. The Broncos are in fifth position, giving up 73 so, so when you see that there's not a big gap between what the 49ers are giving up and what the Broncos are giving up. So you have two quality teams that play well against uh, the run. Both coaches want to establish the run. We we already established how Kyle Shanahan lives and, by, lives and dies by the run and wants to use that because now that opens up play action for for his offense. So that is something to pay attention to. But I'll throw this out as a matchup that uh, I'm, I'm anxiously looking forward to. I'm looking at the pass rush, man. I'm looking at Trent Williams, Mike McGlitchie against Randy Gregory and Bradley Chubb, and I want to see what Draymond Jones is going to do. Does he have an encore performance? Because both Chubb and Draymond Jones, they, they're, they're kind of in that pack of the guys in the league. They're both sitting at the eighth position, but I mean, Nick Bosa only has one more sack than they have, and you add DJ Jones to that mix, a guy playing against his former team. You got to think that he's going to be fired up uh, for that. So I want to see how our defensive line perform against that offensive line, but more importantly, what's going to happen with those matchups on the on the edges.
0: Yeah, I mean the game is one of the trenches, right, Nick? We always we always hear that that line, and I think that that's going to be true this week. I think you could say that for both sides of the ball. I think uh, you know Bradley Chubb against Trent Williams, Randy Gregory against Trent Williams, whatever it is. Whoever's on the other side uh, during that play needs to get after the quarterback right from that right tackle spot. And so I wonder if they dial up, you know, some of that NASCAR package uh, where you've got some different pass rushers in there to get after Jimmy Garoppolo. Because, again, you can get after him. He'll make a mistake. Uh, And in in this game, you need to win the turnover battle. You need to get the ball uh, and you need to make some plays defensively, I think, to win this game. And I think on the other side, right, the offense, like you said, uh, I think you said 49ers are only giving up 67 yards on the ground you know, through two games. Broncos need to be able to run the ball. And I know that's gonna be a tough task against this 49ers, you know, defensive front, but you need to feed Javante Williams, get it to Melvin Gordon, uh, let those guys go. Cause we've seen when the running game works, the Broncos are moving the football. Uh, Nick, one other spot that I think is an important uh, matchup here is the head coaching battle. Uh, We talked about Kyle Shanahan uh, and obviously he's been in the league now, you know, for, I think this is his fifth or sixth season as a head coach. Um, you know, he's he's done a lot of really good things. And we've seen Nathaniel Hackett struggle through two games as a head coach managing the game and things like that. And actually, Kyle, this week, I asked him on the conference call about uh, some of the, the, you know, juggling and challenges of being a first time head coach. And I thought he gave um, some really good praise to Nathaniel Hackett here. And we, we have the audio from Broncos.com. I mean, it goes with the whole offense. You need everybody doing it together. It's not just always about just getting the play in or stuff like that. You need the receiver substitutions. You need the quarterback in the line. I mean, there's so many things that go into it. Um, so it, yeah, it's always you're responsible for. it, But that, it takes a whole, a whole team to do that the right way. And that's early on, it is a little bit harder, especially when you're doing playing, doing it with a bunch of new players. So that takes time to do. But I mean. I remember my first game, I went for it four times, um, and they were ones I should not have gone for it, and I had never done that before, and I always – and that's when I realized, all right, you can't think like the coordinator. So there's all experiences that you go through for the first time, but it is – I mean, he's done this for a while, um, and you guys got a good coach there and a very good offensive play caller. Well, Nick, what's maybe your reaction to that real quick before we wrap here? But I think that just my quick takeaway is, is you know – Nathaniel Hackett, we just have to be patient with him, right? And and I think that, um, you know, he'll have a better game this week. I know it was really sloppy last week. Obviously, the controversy from week one, we're not going to talk about with the long field goal because uh, we've talked about it a million times. But just your takeaway from Kyle Shanahan, and obviously he struggled early. I think he went 6-10 and 10 his first year. Now, I don't think he had the talent that this Broncos team did on that 49ers team. But, um, you know, what's maybe your quick takeaway from, from that?
1: Uh, I, I liken this to uh, driving for the first time. Do you, do you remember when you got your learner's permit and yeah. you, you hit the road for the first time and you, you were not really sure of how well to drive and you were aware of all the cars and you know your parents were sitting in the car with you and they were nervous as hell because they didn't know what you were going to do. Do you know the difference between the gas and the brake? It's kind of that same type of philosophy. You learn as you go and the more you do it, the better you get at it. And I thought it was really important what Kyle said about how he did the challenges that he faced when he was a coach. He went for, you know, fourth downs a, a lot. I mean, Brandon Staley did it with the Chargers and he's become known for doing that. But it's, it's trial by fire in these situations and you learn. But the more important thing that Kyle said was when he said, well, he was thinking so much as an OC and not as a head coach. That could be the issue with, Nathaniel Hackett. I mean, as an OC, you know, you want to score points and maybe he needs to pull back just a little and be a head coach and not think so much as an offensive coordinator.
0: Yeah. And, and I'm kind of diving into that this week. First story I'm working on for the Denver Gazette. Um, so you guys can check that out. But I do think that, um, you know, patience is warranted with a new, you know, with a rookie head coach. Right. And and I think that um, Kyle can relate to that in, in, in a unique way. But I think you're right, Nick. He's got too much going on right now. I think he has maybe too many people in his ear, if that makes sense, right? He's got people telling him, hey, you know, game management this. Hey, let's think about this offensive play call. Uh, I'm sure defense is in his ear ear too. And it's just new to him, right? He's never done this before. So I I think that it's all going to be stuff that he's going to have to learn and and grow as as the season goes. But that's a mismatch this week, right? I think that the the head coaching uh, matchup is obviously in favor of the 49ers. But I do think that Nathaniel Hackett uh, does a little bit better job this week, mostly because it it can't really get worse than it was last week (laughs) when the fans are counting down the play clock. But, Nick, before we get out of here, let's do some quick predictions. Uh, How do you see this game shaking out?
1: Well, for me, it's going to be a a close game. And from from a scoring standpoint, man, I'm going to put this like maybe – I I don't know. I'm feeling like 21-17 right? That, that's kind of what I'm, I'm feeling because we know Jim, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo can move the ball down the field. We know what Debo Samuel is capable of, but I think it's going to be one of those 21-17 games. The Broncos uh, get the victory on Sunday Night Football to go to
0: 2-1. Yeah, I'm going to just add field goals to both your, your scores. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think it's 24-20, but I think it's somewhere in that range. And I think the Broncos lose um, I think that this 49ers team is is a really good football team. Uh, I think it's a playoff team. I think that the, they might end up winning their division. I know that's a really tough division when you talk about the Rams and, and what they're doing, but I just think that the 49ers are, are built really well. I really like this team. I think that they could make another run like they did a year ago. Uh, and I just see the Broncos right now in, in a position where, they're still filling things out. They're still trying to figure out some of the things that have gone wrong through through the first two weeks. Uh, And I don't know if this is the week that they finally figured out. I do think they finally get in the red zone and they score a red zone touchdown and everybody can, you know, you know, relax on that. But I I think that uh, the Broncos do lose this week, um, you know, to the 49ers. And then again, next week is the bigger game for me in terms of you, if you had to win one of these next two games, uh, it's against the Raiders. But maybe the Broncos go out and they, they surprise us both, Nick, and they go win on Sunday night and then they turn around and beat the Raiders next week. But, Nick, any final thoughts before, before we get out of here?
1: Well, final thoughts, man. The key to the game is shutting down Debo Samuels, forcing Jimmy Garoppolo uh, to beat you. If uh, the Broncos can do that, then now it increases their opportunity to win on Sunday Night Football.
0: Yeah, I think you're exactly right, Nick. Um, you know, it, it's it's make somebody else other than Debo and, and that running attack and, and all those things that the 49ers do. Make somebody else beat you and that somebody else is, is Jimmy Garoppolo. So uh, we'll see if the Broncos can do that this week. A really big one, Sunday night, primetime. Um, you know, if you guys are out there, you know, hit us up. Um, uh, Nick, are you going to the game? I might
1: do. Uh, I might show up.
0: You never yeah. know. You never yeah. know. Well, I'll be there. Come wave to me in the press box. Uh, But but Nick, thanks again. Um, And thanks to everybody who's listening. Subscribe to the podcast. Please share it. Uh, Send it to your friends. Send it to your mom. Um, You know, moms love, you know, podcasts and and things like that. I know my mom loves this podcast. So make sure you guys share it with all your people. But uh, thanks again. And we'll see you guys next week on Touchdown Denver.